podcast, SmackDown Live, a little over a week out, week and a half out from SummerSlam. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. Matt, what did you think of tonight's SmackDown? Um, you said it best, actually. We're a week out. Yeah. This feel, let me ask you as an honest question. Does this feel like a week away from one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year? Not really. I mean, I was thinking if SummerSlam was where it traditionally is the third week in August, sure. Right. But it's moved up this year. It's August 11th. So, Which means bigger fireworks, bigger bangs, bigger supposedly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't a terrible show, but it just didn't feel like I'm not excited for SummerSlam. Yeah. Raj, how about you? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you. I didn't think it was a terrible show by any means, uh, and I like that they had. I like that they're trying to um, draw you in with the storyline, with that little attack on Roman at the end. Um, you know, having some mystery to kind of keep you tuning in. I thought it was awkwardly done. It felt cheesy, um, but I like the idea of it. I like that they're trying to do that to to kind of suck you in. But yeah, I'm mean, Glenn. To your point, it's not even August, and we're a week away from SummerSlam, or, or a week and a half away, I guess. Um, One it is SmackDown. One yeah, one, one SmackDown. Down. It's weird how how far up it has moved because I'm I am used to it being at the end of the you know at the end of August and you know kind of the back to school season you know for my daughters. But it is um yeah there I, I still think it's going to be Daniel Bryan that faces Roman Reigns that that was my prediction. Uh, Samoa mm. Joe's obvious, um, but mm. I think some Daniel Bryan's career altering announcement and Roman Reigns' thing I think they're tied, but uh, we'll see. Yes, I could see shall. that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know you predicted that. That I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I did tonight on Twitter, but it, it, that just it, it makes sense to me. It I does. think it's it's more exciting right now than Roman and Samojo just because of how they book Samojo. Yeah. So Yeah. And it's shame on them because it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. No, absolutely. We should be like frothing at the mouth to see Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns if they did this right with Joe. When was it? Was it a year ago or was it two years ago that they had started the feud and then they did the superstar shakeup and then I think Joe got moved over and it, it ended abruptly. But they they started having a, like a pretty hot feud and it just got it. Yeah, you know, it ended quickly. For me, his downward, his decrescendo started after his storyline with AJ. It felt like yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, he was beaten at every turn. Oh so, yeah. It does matter. Oh, it doesn't matter if you win, lose. It does. <laughs> it does. We've seen it over and over. Uh, with the exception of Daniel Bryan, uh, it hurts anyone. And even with Daniel Bryan, I felt like it did hurt him after a while with how much he was losing. But yeah, it, it wins and losses. Win and losses matter. Yeah. So we open up tonight with a video from Shane McMahon. He's feeling great. He's been working on himself, but his life coach sat him down, said he needs to relax, and he'll get what he wants. Uh, he was talking about his match with Kevin Owens at SummerSlam, saying at the end, Owens will grab a microphone, look him in the eye, admit the chain's the better man in front of the world, and then Kevin Owens will quit WWE. <sighs> Vertical video, man. That was my gripe with this promo. So do you, do you believe that's what's going to happen, folks? <laughs> is anybody sold on that? That's what's going to happen? I think that's one problem with the stip is it makes it too obvious. It would have been cool if they had it, something different to where – it More could believable. leave it, yeah. You know, back in the day where they'd have uh, if Pillman wine, Marlena's a sex slave, or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, that they had back, but stuff that could lead to another storyline yeah. where it's plausible that it could happen. Um, mm -hmm. This, you know, I don't think anyone buys it, and 
I mean, they, they, if they, if they do do that, if Jane does win and Kevin loses, which would oh be stupid, God. to do another quitting angle that they don't follow through with, I, I think it just hurts mm. your steps. I would say I throw my TV in the pool, but unfortunately, <laughs> I watch uh, the pay per views on my phone, so that's not going to happen. Right. But I'd be very mad. <laughs> hey, you know, new iPhone season's right around the corner. <laughs> Chuck that in the pool; you'll have a new one in three weeks. Um, I will say this: didn't occur to me until just now. Shane McMahon not being on the rest of the show tonight was a huge improvement. I was Absolutely. wondering, I was like, yeah, it's like, what suck factor was missing tonight? That was it. No Shane Good word. McMahon. Good word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So credit to Bischoff or whoever made that decision to just have him at the top of the show and then have him gone. And yeah. I, I thought the live coach stuff was funny. I, I cracked up at that. <laughs> yeah. What was, is Eric was still playing like Houdini as far as is he in control? Is he not? Is he still doing that? Well, he's in control of the brand now. The the according to the Observer, he's not necessarily in in charge of the actual creative aspect as far as uh, pitching creative ideas. Uh, but he's you know working as far as the SmackDown brand itself, merchandising ideas and things like that. Eric Bischoff, on the other hand, he says that everything that's been reported has been BS. So, um, so what? Does he say he is? He, he's not. He's not really saying. He's just. Uh, he's just saying that what's out there is not true. Because he took a hell of a gamble to do this. Huge gamble, to my understanding. Right? He left everything that he liked and loved and was comfortable with in life to come live in Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, he left his. I mean, I don't think he, he's doing that. If he's the Mike Weber of WWE, I, I just don't think merchandising and and, and, and and trying to get deals with, with TV companies and, and all these other different things. I'd like to think he's got a little bit more piece of the pie as far as his responsibilities go. And they are getting paid well. Uh, that's been, it is not known how much exactly, but they're both him and Heyman. And uh, you know, it was, a it was brought up a lot on the investor call last week. So uh, the stock market has reacted favorably favorably. So regardless of how he does, um, or Heyman does, I think WWE is going to want them, you know, them to stick around. Uh, if for anything, just a public perception thing that yes. they're they're making so, these moves to improve ratings and and you know and their names oh, yeah. that people know. Yeah, I mean, think about your favorite football team when they had the best coach, the most winningest coach, and whoever you like the Broncos, I like the Cowboys. If I had known like Jimmy Johnson was coming back to be part of the Dallas Cowboys system, right. I like that. He doesn't have to be the head coach anymore, but if he's part of the system and he has a say in something, I'm game and I'm more excited about the Cowboys, you know, prospects, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We trust him. Trust that name. And I think a lot of people, even though, you know, Melter and other give Bischoff crap for that he's been under the wrestling loop too. Eric is a very, very intelligent man and super, in my opinion, chancy and take risks with storylines, which I like. The last time uh, we've had a pro wrestling boom, the people in charge were Vince and Eric. So True. I don't think it, it hurts having that. Um, you know, I, I know Perception. Meltzer has his feud with Bischoff. They don't like each other, yeah. but you can't ignore. And, and you can look at Bischoff's, you know, end there. And and really the end end, he wasn't he wasn't there. Um, yeah. Where it really started to go down with was when Russo came in. I mean, there were other things that were declining before that, but the real decline happened after Bischoff was gone. He came back for a little bit, but for the most part. And 
Dude, and he had these last few years to really sit back out of the business, mm-hmm. and he got pulled in through his podcast. And I, I know he said this; it has some real serious, you know, it sounds corny, but introspection yeah. um, um, on himself and and what things going back in time and watch some of the things going. What the what the hell was I thinking? Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. It's very defensive about a lot of things, like the staying Hogan finish, might I add, but <laughs> it still know, makes no sense. <laughs> you don't like you don't like Sting not having a tan being a reason. <laughs> <laughs> having no, Hogan pin Sting clean and then the match continuing. <laughs> not in it, brother. What do you mean? He didn't tan today. Oh shit! Code red, code red. <laughs> um, do, do you know what I mean? So, so he's had a lot of. That's a big deal. I think. I think that might have something to do with it. And he's just a risk taker. Do you know what I mean? Like a gambler. And I'm. I think our business needs that. Yeah. Look, he put he put impact head to head with Raw, so he'll he'll take risks. Um, and uh, which I think this, they need this business needs. Yeah, WWE has gotten very complacent. Yeah. So Kevin Owens was out there at the top of the show, mocking Shane McMahon for not being there. Uh, interrupted by Drew McIntyre, they traded words. Then we led to a match: Drew McIntyre versus Kevin Owens. Um, Owens picked up the win here with the stunner, of course. Uh, good match, some back and forth. What do you think they do with McIntyre for SummerSlam? Probably nothing. Who knows? You know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't look like he's in their plans right now. I mean, I could see him on the pre-show, or you know, they, they did that big angle at the end of Raw. Maybe they'll have a tag team match with you know Drew and 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 uh, who was it? The the OC against the Usos and Cedric. Or something like that. Or they could do him in one-on-one with Cedric. But Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, it's a I shame think- because Drew, you just look at him. You know, he's... Right. He's... But I'd rather him sit out if they don't have something good for him. Or yeah, something for serious sure. with him. Yeah, I think he's been hurt by uh, the Shane stuff. A lot. He needs Wasn't a- supposed to happen that way, but yeah. I mean, he needs a reboot at this point, which is... Yeah. A- tough because he was uh really really uh coming along nicely like the Dolph thing didn't hurt him but Shane McMahon did uh so yeah after that match we had speaking of Dolph Ziggler backstage uh recapping what happened uh last week on Ms. TV and um <sighs> SummerSlam against the Miz I do gotta say I'm 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 never going to get used to Owens using the stunner. I just don't, I just don't like it. I was going to say that as well. Um, yeah, it's weird. It, it's, it takes me out of it. Yeah. And I don't want it to, because he's another one I was telling you about, like last night on Rudder. Some guys that you root for, so you kind of give them the benefit of the doubt and you don't call them out as much as I would guys that maybe I'm not fans of, right? Yeah. Owens I'm a huge fan of, but that's the truth. It does suck me out of it a little bit when he's doing that stunner, because I'm always going to compare it to Stone Colds now. Hmm. Right. It's not. It's and not it, a move, right? It's not a move like the super kick where it's just done ad nauseum. You know, it's right. still very uh, tied to that character. It's like Hogan's leg drop and using that as a finisher. It's just way too tied into Hogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah but moves are moves, though, right? I mean, they are. But this is when nobody else is really done. Yeah, leg drop. I've done. I've done. Not as false yeah. finishes. Not as I was going to beat nobody with it. But. uh you know what I mean? This is the stunner. Nobody done. Cena tried to do it. Right. And leg drops are done all the time. I mean, using it as a finisher. Then, you know, when you do the, the running bit like Hogan, then it looks like 
It looks nobody like has ever used the stunner for any rhyme or reason. Not a heat spot. Not um, uh, when you're working the dude's neck in the middle of the heat and something else to do real quick to work his neck and boom, stunner. Never. No one's ever used it for anything. We've never seen it except for Stone Gold. And that kind of it, brings to a nice uh, point that what's been going on on Twitter. With elbow. I would argue it's one of the people's elbow. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Look you what's been happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you tweak it like Cena, we did the five knuckle shovel. But if you tweak it, that's one thing. But when you're doing it exactly the same, and it doesn't look as good. You know, that's, uh, that's what awesome. pulls me out of the moment. Yeah. That's exactly what pulls me out of the moment. It's not as crisp as, as Steve's. Yeah. Well, what about uh, what's been happening on Twitter with Taz? Raj, uh, you've been following that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Taz. Uh, so uh, I always butcher his name. Donovan Dijevic. Oh, um, from uh, NXT. Yeah, from NXT. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So he he had uh, basically put out on Twitter uh, asking Taz if he could use his finisher, the Taz Mission, uh, the Kantahajime, and uh, Taz said, "I'm glad you asked, but this isn't appropriate to do it over Twitter. You know, this is a private discussion." <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> But then, uh, it, then it all worked out, and uh, you know, Taz said today that they did have a private discussion, and uh, Dijevic is using it, so it, it looks like he's got his blessing for it. Wow! Why did he ask him in on Twitter? <laughs> like publicly? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was a tweet. It wasn't a DM. I, I think they sorted it out over DM, but yeah. <laughs> what? The f- oh my god, dude. <laughs> George Hackensmith yeah. rolling over in his grave as we speak. Is that just what people know now, though? That's just to to them. That's, maybe no, they feel like that's a private conversation. This normal. This can never <laughs> be normal. Not in wrestling. I you don't want it not. to be. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but I think this is the way things are headed. You guys are supposed to be tough guys. I know. Hey, I'm asking I mean, over a tweet. I guess with the stunner, it kind of makes sense. I mean, it's like if uh, it's like if Prince would have started moonwalking in 1985, people would have been like, "What the hell?" Um, I mean, there's certain dance moves that are iconically tied to one performer, so there's certain wrestling moves that are iconically tied. But I mean, with most finishers, though, I mean, right? There's only so many moves. Well, you well, can tweak it. Well, Glenn, yeah. we we appreciate you jamming that last analogy in there. We've already covered it. Yes. We've already, ad, ad nauseum, have killed this. That it, it, It's stone cold, right? Like, it's you can't do it. It just looks awkward. And Kevin Owens is awesome, and he's super creative. That's why I don't Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I do not get it. Yeah. He doesn't need it. He's getting a push right now, right? And, and he just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, no, I liked uh, the pop-up power bomb. And, Hell uh, yeah, that thing was way better. Even tonight when he did it on Drew, I'm like, that should be the finish. It looks good, yes, you know. It, you shouldn't be clicking out of that. It looks like a killer move. Yeah, well, it's like Sammy with the uh, the blue thunder bomb. That yeah. how is that not his finisher? He has the yes. luba kick, which is. Eh. I, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, yeah blue thunder is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after uh, that Ziggler promo setting up ahead of his match with Finn Balor tonight, we had an exchange between Ember Moon and Bailey last week. Bailey said they're teaming up tonight, but she hasn't forgotten about the eclipse that Ember gave her last week. Said they will pull through uh, tonight, though, but she's going to regret it if she tries to pull something again. And uh, then we got an Aleister Black promo backstage. Oh, man. Man, I know. Yeah, do you guys like these? Does anyone like these? 
No. They're, they're different. Um, yeah, but in a good way? I, I You know, in the build of Cesaro. Are you Cesaro, rooting for him, Naj, before you answer this? Are you rooting for him independently, privately? Are you rooting for him? Uh, not with this character, not with, uh, not because of these vignettes, but because of, I know, uh, because I know what he can do. And I think he could be a top guy. Um, right. Right. So does that slant you a little bit? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It, like if this was somebody out of the blue that I didn't know and they were doing this, I'd be like, what? Yeah. you need to stop this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Raj, is that your copy of Windows 95 nah, making sounds nah, here on the broadcast? No. What's going on? I didn't think you could hear. Because Hangouts mutes when you go to the next person. So, yeah. ah. good to know. Um, and uh, just following up on that, so a little later, we got Sami Zayn saying uh, he's going to face and expose Aleister Black at SummerSlam. Exposed. So Sammy, Sammy's going to lose this in, like, record time. This <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fantasy should with where he is at right now. It sucks because Sammy was on fire just a few months ago with his promos and everything. You know, I still feel like that AEW (laughs) reference that he made. uh, I think I think wires got crossed, but Vince got pissed at him for for saying it because he hasn't been the same since. That's true. He has a new T-shirt. That's months in advance, dude. Really? At least at least one. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, everyone's got a T-shirt. That that doesn't mean anything. that, that doesn't true. mean you're getting pushed. Well, Alicia Fox, you know like what I mean. Ten years to get a T-shirt. Yeah, but you, you know what I mean. Alicia Fox, you what are love Alicia Fox. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to love about Alicia Fox? I'm just saying. Most people on TV that appear on TV every week. Yeah. Have a T-shirt. So we got Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus Ember Moon and Bailey. What do you guys think about this? They were just on last night. Yeah. Does this? What do you guys think about that? Does that like water it down for you between these two? Because I don't care that much about the storyline. I do, but not enough to see it two nights in a row. Oh, here's the thing. Ember is the the challenger, right? Yeah. And a week before she was made the challenger, she was beat, or two weeks before she was beaten by Sonya Deville in like ninety seconds. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that. I did forget, but yeah. And then Bailey just named her, you know, her challenger at SummerSlam. So she needs like booking help, you know, yes. as the challenger. And then here she is getting beat. Uh, and then after that, you know, getting um, suplexed by Bailey. I mean, she looked like a she looked yes. like a loser when she, there she's the one that they should be building up. I don't know if they're looking to add Alexa to the match or mm-hmm. if uh, Ember just gets her win back next week. But I just think she needs the most help. You should be spending more time focusing. Give her a squash match or give her whatever. But Ember yeah. should be getting the win here. Weren't we just praising them putting her over? Who was it? Uh, she went over on somebody big. I could have sworn just randomly on TV like four last, weeks ago. Last week she'd be Charlotte, right? Yeah, Charlotte. I apologize last yeah. week. Yeah. 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 So they keep that up, but follow that with what they did to her tonight. Do. do we even call this 50 50 booking with WWE? What do we call this now? Because this is worse. It's when just we yeah. to get on for this like three years ago, I think it was when we was like, screw this 50 50 booking. This is annoying. <laughs> right. Remember? Like, it's worse, whatever this is. It's just trying to make you not as interested in the match, I think, you know? Which is insane when you think about it. Right. Yeah. It feels like there's truth to this somehow. It doesn't make sense. It's like they don't, like, they talk about everything they need to talk about except the finish of the matches. 
Right. <laughs> like they put yeah. all the importance in the storylines and their promos and who's going to work who. And then when it comes to actually who needs to win, and I don't know, you guys figure it out. I'm going to leave, go get a cup of coffee. Yeah, right. It, it, they don't seem to care. I don't know. Because even if the idea is that Ember wins the title at SummerSlam, so they feel, still don't She's be beating still, her because you, you take yeah. away all her steam. Absolutely. Absolutely. With the exception hey. of Becky, they haven't booked any of the women consistently. No, I this yeah. year, uh, yeah, the Lacey for a while, kind of, but she lost ultimately. Yeah, uh, I mean, but she's she's a much bigger. She she has had upward mobility as opposed to oh, yeah anyone she, she else. Has. Yeah, she has. She's a big star right now. Um, no, I agree. Uh, so Bliss ended up winning this match. Twisted Bliss on Ember Moon after Bailey uh, checked on her and <laughs> just dropped her with a Bailey to belly suplex out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. Just made Ember look like a punk when it she's did. a challenger. It did. But then Bailey with the smile, the sort of all shucks after. I mean, in a perfect world, this would have been the Bailey heel turn many of us have been waiting for, but she just put it like, oh, I got you back for last week. Yeah. Oh, you. It was like really weird how she played And therefore, off. that was a waste. And this is what I'm talking about. That was a waste of something that could have been semi, I don't want to say edgy. That's way too big of a word to be using with explaining Bailey currently. But yeah. You know, a little badassness in her, a little mean streak in her, right? And then they completely whiff it away with what you just said, Glenn. What you just picked out, other fans did too watching this. The yeah. little you know, smile. And if yeah. and, and the crowd just seemed confused by it. Like it wasn't like they were cheering her or they liked it. They were just confused. So it didn't help her at all doing that. They want one or the other. She is not a 50-50 wrestler. She's either true blue, like great role model for everybody on the planet, the best human being on God's green earth kind of a person, in my opinion, or, you know, she was, and what the hell's getting into her? This can't be the real Bailey. What is she doing? Right. You know what I mean? Or she turned yeah. heel, let's say. One or the other. You can't do this in-between crap with her. Yeah, I know they were trying to do that with Becky on Raw. You know, they she, she had, I mean, it was very heelish what she did, like attacking Natalia totally. at the performance center or whatever, and then, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, attacking Fit Finley for no reason. Yeah. But, um, but I think they're feeling like that works for her. That does not work for Bailey. No. No. Yeah, she's got to be 100% whatever she is, uh, or else the character is just. Uh, I don't get what's so hard to understand about booking Bailey. I really don't get this. We want to love Bailey. Let her do her thing. Mm -hmm. Stay out of her way. That would seem like a classic Bischoff move. Like, we're going to turn Bailey heel. It'll be like the Hogan turn all over again. Yeah. Bischoff wasn't as bad as like Russo. I mean, the the Hogan heel turn was the greatest heel turn of all time. I know, and Bailey could be <laughs> Bailey could be the second greatest. But tonight, oh God, what? Careful what you say. The second no, greatest because you if, wouldn't see it coming. If they booked her correctly from day one as the baby king, baby face, she could have been for them. Mm -hmm. Huge, yeah. I'm just in terms of surprises, Raj. The Hogan thing was like the biggest surprise ever. Bailey. Would be a huge surprise. It would be Andre's, a surprise for sure. Andre's heel turn was pretty big. Andre's heel turn, Savage. Uh, there's been uh, so many. I was distraught. He went for me, my number one favorite wrestler, to number two <laughs> because of that. Right. Yeah. Hogan became my one number one. Uh, Caleb Braxton was backstage with Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Uh, Bryan requested time to make his career-altering announcement. Kayla asked what it was, and Daniel Bryan walked off. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. I think it's funny. It's uh yeah, you're annoyed with it. I don't know. I think it's funny. <laughs> it's it's becoming funny. You know? 
I mean, again, I, I, I've got to think this is tied in with Roman. Otherwise, how, how are they delivering on this? Do you think they would just start this and not know where I mean, they're going? It's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> remember the – I mean, this wasn't WWE, but you remember Black Scorpion or uh, Vince yes. McMahon with the higher power? They had no idea where they were going with that. They got uh, Kevin luck. Nash texting himself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it's not beyond him. King's Court tonight with Jerry Lawler out with Trish Stratus. And this was kind of interesting. They were talking about the one more match angle. Trish talking about how she's a parent now. She's got other obligations, other responsibilities. Charlotte came out and uh, like basically shamed her into doing this match. Well, real quick, if she wasn't back for one match, what was she there for? That's true. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I would have said something. She's here to do some PR. She was here to talk to her homegirl, Bailey, who she sees a lot of herself in. She could have given yeah. her the rub of that sentence. Um, something. Yeah. You know or, what I mean? Yeah. Or they didn't, they made it seem, if they did something where it made it seem organic, like she's at ringside and they just go to interview her real quick. And yeah. And no. leads to Charlotte coming out. And- I, look, I don't even know why, Jerry, I, I'm just being played. I don't even know why you have me out here. I'm in the back talking to Bailey right now. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I see a lot of her, her, a lot of myself in her. And I'm just sitting there talking to her while you guys are in, in, in town. I don't even know why my music was playing, but I'm here out of respect. So what is it, King? And then King says, oh, you, you know, and then Charlotte comes out and goes her into a match. No, I don't want to go. I don't want to wrestle. She goes to leave. Charlotte pulls her in the ring. Yeah. You know, gets in her grill. Tris smacks her, starts to get over on her, and then Charlotte leaves her laying. Yeah. Or if Trish said no, Charlotte leaves her laying, and that causes Trish to yeah. later come back and say, you know, she won't, yes. she'll, she'll do it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> what did Hogan say that to? What was his? Oh, Andre. Andre, Andre. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna fight Andre the Giant at WrestleMania? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bleeding from his necklace. That was so great. <laughs> so they traded some words. Uh, Charlotte saying, "Hey, Trish, it's not your era anymore." Um, Trish saying that Charlotte wouldn't be there without women like Lita, Jackie, Ivory, Beth Phoenix, etc. And uh, yeah, it's on for SummerSlam. See, Charlotte's one. Charlotte is always 100% with whatever she's given out there, you know? I mean, you yeah. feel like whichever direction they're taking her and she's really going for it. She's either, you know, sort of the noble athlete face or just the, you know, egotistical queen mm-hmm. character, uh, which is good. In fact, I think that's the problem on the SmackDown brand. I think Charlotte versus Trish really overshadows Bailey versus Ember, and it's going to certainly have a better place on the card. No, but that's, <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't have that, Matt. If you're the champ. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're right. You're right. I think it's going to overshadow Becky and Natalia too. I absolutely do. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That is not good. That no, really speaks something about how they've booked the women's divisions when this is going to be the premier women's match in all of SummerSlam. And meaning that title, making that title mean something as well. They've not done a good job with either. Yeah. It, to be fair, that does happen all the time with the men's too, right? Undertaker's back, back. Yeah, or Undertaker, yeah. you know. Sean and just in the main event at Crown Jewel, those are gonna those are yeah. gonna take precedence. It's true. Well, certainly over the the SmackDown, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, when's the last time that headlined a pay per view? Uh, yeah, I can't I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it never happens. Um, okay, so after that, we got a Firefly Funhouse segment. 
I was happy about that. Yeah. Ramblin' Rabbit talking about how he's Finn Balor's biggest fan, but beware <laughs> the fiend. Yeah, this more more of the same, right? But I, I, I yeah, I, and I know Finn is leaving, but it just it would it would mean more Bray beating Finn if he's not getting beat every week. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you, I mean they're they're beating Finn like nothing, which I get it. He's leaving. But yeah. if you want to build him up for Bray and build Bray to be this monster, it, having Bray beat someone that loses yeah. every week does, is not that impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we went right into Finn versus Dolph Ziggler. Decent match, but of course, interrupted by The Fiend. Uh, and uh, he showed up in the ring. He looked creepy. He disappeared. Then Finn was shook, and Dolph got the better of him getting the pin and the win over Finn Balor. Wow. Yeah. Why? Well, and I tweeted this in kayfabe. Why is Finn not wrestling as the demon? I understand the real life reason why, because he's going to lose that way. He, the demon and the fiend can have a rematch, but in kayfabe, why not? But you can say that for every match. Why is he not? If he wins yeah. all the time as the demon, but why you're is he wrestling a creepy demon? character, dude. Like you got to bring it out of you. Yeah, right. You bring but, your creepy character. I'm gonna bring mine. But he he, <laughs> he beat Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Title as the demon, and and then doesn't go back to it. Right? If that's winning you titles and championships, you should be doing that all the time. So. It makes, I mean, that whole part makes no sense. But him not being the demon, at least it creates an angle for when he comes back. Now, with WWE, we see all the time they forget about this stuff and quickly move on. But when he comes back in two months, he's taking a two month hiatus. How do you uh, forget he, about that, though, dude? That's right. What Eddie's known for is that demon character. Exactly. Yeah, Bray Wyatt went on pay per view. All of a sudden, lights go out. Finn comes out as the demon. And boom, you got your next pay per view, you know. Yeah, Absolutely. A huge match for it. So I, I, I think it makes sense that they're not doing the demon right now. Because he's gonna he's gonna kill him, right? I mean, and he, he should. Bray should just he, beat yeah. the ever living crap out of him. Yes. Because yeah. again, he's wearing a mask. We don't know what that's gonna look like in a full scale match. So you know what? Give us another month or week of wondering: Can he wrestle in that mask by not giving away a full match if he can't wear that mask in this match? Don't don't do it now, and let it be just a kill match where it's thirty seconds of him just kicking the crap out of him, where he doesn't have to do much and gets to keep the mask on. Right. That mask is money. Mm-hmm. Or here's an easy kayfabe way to do this with Finn. Have him on a winning streak, which is what they should have been doing, and then have him be cocky like the beginning of Rocky Three. Like, oh, I got this in the bag. Don't worry about it. I can face mm-hmm. the fiend as Finn. Have him lose, and then when he comes back, he has to reach deeper for the demon. It all makes sense. But instead, he's been punked out so much that, of course, Bray's going to kill him. Yeah. yeah. And that's not how WWE does things when someone's leaving for the most part. Yeah. Unless you're Dean Ambrose. Even then, he was getting killed by Drew McIntyre. <laughs> he, he would, yeah, he would, they'd yeah. make him look good with the shield, but uh, you know, he was getting beaten by EC3, Drew. Um, Let me, be, you, you should not even be in a WWE ring if you are leaving for anything, even to do the job at this point. They, they usually don't do that. Uh, I was really, I think we we're all really surprised. I mean, yeah, you see where Luke Harper is right now, he's MIA for like a year. <laughs> Because his contract's yeah. not up until next year. Did he come back and work a live event recently? No, there was an NXT thing, right? For a minute, he did an NXT match. I saw it was really good. Yeah, before he he Versus tweeted that, that he wanted his release. Um, yeah, he, he had did, a match. He, What's his name? The guy from NXT. 
this it was that, you just it was that worlds collide was it worlds not worlds collide um it was that show over wrestlemania weekend that they do is someone in the chat uh, remembers the name the maybe it's with, called worlds collide we just said the, the the guy though earlier who wanted taz's taz mission him it was him versus oh him. donovan dijevic of course one it was him versus harper and they killed it together yeah yeah i think you're right that was a really good match yeah but yeah, they put him on ice since he asked for his release what? on Twitter. I'm, I'm confused by that. Yeah, because the revival haven't you know signed uh, new contracts yet either. But they're explain explain. So they, he went on Twitter, Harper, mm -hmm. and said, "I want my release." WWE. Yeah, he he revealed that he asked for his release. It, it was the same thing that Ty Dillinger did, okay. and uh, Ty Dillinger actually got his release. But Ty had been working on it for a while. Uh, Luke asked for it that night. It wasn't granted. And not only that, after a while, they decided to act, uh, tack more time onto his contract yeah. for the time he missed due to being out of action uh, due to injury. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so he's out for even longer, just sitting on the sidelines, not doing anything. Why would you? Oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. Why not bring him back? God forbid, do something with him. Get him energetic about being with the company again. That's how you sell the wrestler. Yeah. On staying. Wrestlers are marks. I'm sorry that you give them a minor push. They'll take that over money any day of the week. It's a sad state. So I was. I much rather <laughs> care about the, the, you know, the paycheck and what you know food I get to put on the table for my family than I do about a push. But nowadays, it's not like that. Oh, come on. If they would have said next year, we're going to pay you 50 grand less than your downside, but you're going to go over Big Show repeatedly just every night. <laughs> For like mental, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like psychiatric, like help. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to look at the big picture, man. Um, so we got Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ali tonight with Ali getting the win. I thought this was holy crap, right? Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap, this was good. Yeah, it, it wasn't the longest match, but it was okay. it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Yeah, you I, I agree with you, Matt. I thought this was the best thing on the show. Yeah. As far as the match goes. And he's he had AJ. Me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's made me a fan. He really has. I wasn't a fan of his at first. I was like, what's the difference between this guy and all the other guys from, you know, two oh five live? Yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah, Vince is uh, I know Ollie has said in interviews that Vince has said that he, he feels like Ollie's character has something that gets people ending up rooting for him. And I, I totally see that. Yeah. It's that it, it's a different kind of it factor, but it's, it's, it's something there that we can't, I, I can't explain it, but right. it's true. Yeah. Well, he's got that earnestness, that sincerity. I mean, in addition to being awesome in the ring, like those sometimes promos, I has. think they're punks when I see that from them. Sometimes sometimes I go the right. opposite route, but what a wuss go be a choir. <laughs> boy, I don't want to watch exactly. you click. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, this guy, when he does it, I buy it. I believe it. it makes me like him. I'm like, oh, okay, how do you root against this guy? Come on, all right, come on, kid, let's go. Come on, start coming back. Come on. That's how it started for me when I started watching him. Yeah. Uh, Actually, Matt, I think even more often than not, when they pull that earnest stuff, it makes you not want to root for him and root against him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ollie's one of the, the exceptions. Yep. Uh, we got Randy Orton's response. So cool. That's probably going to be at SummerSlam, too, Ollie and Nakamura yeah. for the title. Cool. We got Randy Orton's response to Kofi Kingston in a video package narrated by Randy Orton. So he, he put something together, got in an editing bay, and told <laughs> his side of the story. It, it was cool, though. It was uh, I love I love the story that they're telling with this match. It's it's got real life, so it, it doesn't feel like the same phony 
uh, you know, uh, mm. stuff that they usually do. So I, I'm really digging this, uh, this buildup. Yep. Any elements of reality, you guys, all oh, you guys have heard this ad nauseum. Any reality, sprinkles of reality you get, you know, the more we get sucked in. And that's what this has. Yeah. Uh, we got New Day coming out for Kofi Kingston versus AJ Styles. AJ had the OC with him. And I uh, got to see Biggie do the uh, New Day's intro on camera tonight. A rare time they pulled that out. Um, yeah, what did you think of this match, Kofi versus AJ, with uh, all the boys ringside? good it's you know i was kind of distracted because i'm like wait we're kind of running out of time and they still got this roman reigns segment to go like are they still you know so i'm like are we wrapping this up guys so it like, took me out of the match that does happen out sometimes with me watching these shows too that's a good point though they need to start thinking about that when they book these things out and write these things out because you're right you're tipping your hand <laughs> yeah right? i mean yeah i mean you pretty much know uh, when is the last match on the show? When the finish is coming? You're like, yeah. all right, I can space out for the next ten minutes. In the yeah. last two, uh, is when I need to pay attention. But yeah, I, I thought the Roman thing was going to be like a, an athlete announcing which school he was going to. He was going to come out in a hat with his opponent's name on it and just say their name and then walk off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, but yeah, I, I hate this thing. announcing your own opponent stuff. But that's that's a whole different topic. Yeah, yeah. why why are you so high on that? I don't get it. Yeah, I did. I did like that Kofi got the win here. the The world title is higher than the U.S. You know, and that is a bigger match. So, this is good. We got some uh, outside the ring action. The guys uh, uh, interfering with each other. Uh, but yeah, Kofi Trouble in Paradise got the win on AJ. And then from there, as they were celebrating, we went backstage. Caleb Braxton waiting for Roman Reigns to come make his SummerSlam challenge announcement. He was walking towards there, and then wouldn't you know it, right before he gets there, some scaffolding gets pushed over on him. Uh, flip the camera angle to see the steel structure being tipped over onto him. Kel calls for help. The medics come out. Roman's all right. He gets up, and it turns around walks away. Uh, they go off the air with the mystery of who is Roman's opponent and who attacked him. Perhaps they are one and the same, and perhaps it's Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out. Okay, Daniel Bryan did not push it over. Let's just oh, yeah, Roman. Rowan. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you another question. What about Braun Strowman? Is there any possibility? I don't see them turning him heel again after they've no. turned him so many times lately. But there's no I mean he has nothing right now. So what's he, yeah, I think he was, what's he up to? Nothing, right? He was he was giving Maria Canellis a dirty look. Oh, on Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was <laughs> dirty in what context, Raj? Like blue chew dirty or like he's mad at her dirty? No, like yeah, like he can't oh, win the twenty four seven title like he'd want that. <laughs> 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 that would be uh, if, if he went to work and they're like, you're winning the 24-7 title tonight, uh, I think he would be really concerned. Yeah, I would be if I was in his shoes. Yeah. Kiss of death. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, what else is going on in the world of wrestling, Raj? So, yeah, I mean, with that last segment with Roman, I, I, I thought, you know, like we said at the very beginning, I thought it's good that they're doing mystery. They're doing a storyline. The, the the angles all changing at that last minute just were very awkward and it was just it was just weird yeah physically like the camera angle? what do you mean remember yeah remember the camera angle switched all all over the well, place they wanted it to seem real i mean it was like the last shot of the blair witch project like with a camera on the ground just you no, know they have an overhead camera if you see real it's the same camera shot and all of a yeah. sudden it tips over it's like yeah. it, 
do you remember halftime heat with the rock and mankind and then mankind's dropping the forklift on him and all of a sudden the camera shoots to the 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 forklift dropping on him it was the goofiest camera angle and just completely like everyone that i was watching that would just start laughing <laughs> like with uh, Shane and AJ backstage a few years ago, and they had the the camera inside the car. Right. Get <laughs> AJ ramming Shane's head through there. Yeah, it takes away the believability a little bit. Right. So overall, I thought it was a pretty pretty good episode of SmackDown, uh, like a, a B minus. So uh, let's put to rest yeah. uh, the the rumors acquisition uh, accusations that were AEW marks because AEW announced who Cody is facing on the first TNT show. Who could it be? Who is the big opponent? Sammy Guevara. Matt, so, are you excited? You're shitting me. <laughs> then they hyped you, up this announcement. They said today at noon we're announcing this. That's who Cody's working? Yeah, for the first episode now, of AEW Don't TV. get me wrong. They've got a lot of was it are they running weekly shows, correct? Yeah. Sure. This is going Okay, so they've got a lot of oil to burn through. With that said, you still got to start with your biggest bangers. These are this is your first impression on television. And so my thing is maybe that um, they're waiting until after All Out to announce the big matches on the show. Like this is kind of a, a prelim thing. It, it's an announcement. It, it you know they got tickets going. Star is he like your second biggest star next to Jericho, right? Or or what's his yeah, name? Yeah, between him and Omega. Yeah, Oxley. Yeah, Moxley. He's top five, but he's one of the biggest. Right. Three or four. Uh, I think he's bigger than Omega. For now. Yeah, I think mainstream-wise. For now, mainstream-wise. Tickets for AEW's first TV taping go on sale Friday. They announced this today to build up the excitement for that ticket on sale. And I'm just uh, scratching my head a little bit at why they chose this. (laughs) Mm, I I agree. I still think they'll sell the crap out of it because all those fans that are fans of it are going to they're gonna sell it out. But if and you're San, not, and Sammy Guevara is awesome, uh, but sure. he's just not, he's just not a, a name yet. Yeah, and, I, and, and the purpose of it, right, is to get him over, right, and right. get him on the same playing field as someone like Cody Rhodes. It's not gonna take one match to do that, though. Right. It's gonna take six months of a good plot storyline and art to get him there. Right. It's kind of like how they gave that boost to Darby Allen. But Darby um, Allen is deeper. He's got more layers to him without him having to be written storylines for because of his character, his look, his his right. his mystique, what his background is. We don't know anything about Sammy Guevara. He's annoying on their show, is what he is. He likes not pandas. in a good way. Not in a good way. Loves pandas. Yeah. No, I think he's good. He's, he's a natural super, heel. He is, and he's super good in the ring. I'm not yeah. gonna say he's not. Of course no, he's he great. But the point of this is that they need to go beyond their base. To sell out weekly TV. And and here is the one thing also. When you look at top guys as far as mainstream names in AEW, we just named them, right? We got Moxley, Jericho, Omega, and uh, Cody. And you can only mix those names so much right off the bat. They're going to have to, you know, deepen that roster quick as far as making some of these guys, moving these guys up quick, you know? Yeah. But announce even. Go out and sign bigger names. Yeah. Just uh, for those first few weeks, and then do whatever you want with those bigger name talents. Get your younger guys over through those bigger name talents, right? But even for AEW marks, uh, rematch with Darby Allen, one on one match with Jungle Boy, one on one match with Luchasaurus. Darby Allen, I would, I would kill to watch that match again. I'd yeah, love to see that matchup again. Yes, that's what I'm saying. There's at least ten different matches they could have announced Jungle that. Boy, I'd rather see. Yeah, Sammy Guevara is number eleven. 
in terms of the best Cody matchups for AEW. And no disrespect to him, no disrespect to AEW, because we want them to succeed. No, you got we got to call it down. You know, yeah, we got to call things out for what they are. We're the biggest. We are. I am. I'll admittedly admit that. I love AEW, but uh, I want to say do good. And their first announcement on TNT is that. Yeah. First announced match. Why would they not go with Jericho? I'm sure Jericho or somebody is going to be wrestling, uh, you know? Well, depend on uh, who's uh, the champ coming out of All Out. I'm sure we'll determine who's defending wonder, that. This is probably a stupid question, but why wouldn't they have that done on the actual first episode of the television show? What's well, the rounding of the champion? Maybe they will. Um, yeah, there could be oh, you here. mean the actual match? Yeah. I mean, or do you just want to come in with this dude's our champion and here? You know what I mean? I, I don't know, because that's a hell of a match not to have on their first episode. Well, they are starting the tag team tournament, right? And um, and maybe oh. and maybe they'll do the first title defense of whoever the champion is, you know, coming out of All Out. But I do see like they still need to get their special events, these pay per views, uh, feeling like you know something special. Yeah. Couldn't they have done the young? I mean, I, couldn't they have done the young bucks? Versus, I would have taken the Lucha Brothers again, honestly. Yeah, yeah. and I don't, again, I don't care. I'd see it twenty-five times in a row. Yeah, and we are a couple of months away, so they. I'm, I doubt, you know, that's the biggest match that's going to be on that show. Oh, absolutely not. But no, they want. It's not they, the big match. Right. But they want to sell out. This is a pretty big venue they're running for that first show, right, in Washington D.C. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, it's fourteen thousand. What is their purpose of being Washington D.C. first? Do we know? I think they're the number of pay-per-view orders in that that area were were among the highest of the entire country. It's like D.C. and Baltimore. Oh, hey, so, good job, AEW. Good. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, I, I hope it sells out. I hope they keep the momentum going. And yeah, there will definitely be more matches that will get ratings that night. But if this is your pre-sellout announcement, I'm just saying it's a little underwhelming. I'm not flying to D.C. to go to that show in person. Based on that announcement. Yeah, I would. I mean, my guess is that it'll sell out because it is the first one. And we've seen AEW overachieve with their special shows. Will, um, how many How many people does it fit? 14,000. It's a lot. The one thing is it's midweek. It's it's one thing if it's like a Friday oh, or Saturday. It's a, it's a Wednesday. Um, so that might hurt it a little. But I still think by the... I don't know if it'll be an instant sellout like you know the last two pay-per-views have been. But I think by the time the show comes around, it'll be... It'll be full. When do tickets go on sale? Friday. This okay. So I think that'll do good. Uh, but man, it's a tall order. To, you know, with uh, the arenas they want to fill, they want to do these six to ten thousand seat arenas. I mean, they're clearly not going to sell out every week, obviously. Um, right. But they're going to WWE sized arenas. You know, like the kind of arenas that WWE plays to, without much of a track record yet. See, people don't. Most fans don't realize WWE plays to those arenas, especially yeah. on house shows. They don't realize that. They always think it's like, oh, 20, 30,000. Like, wait, nah. <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think WWE averages, I forget in the last earnings report, it's like 4,000 a show or something like that, four or 5,000. Oh, yeah. And if you see some of the photos from the Monday Night SmackDown shows they've been oh, doing. Oh, my God. They should just drop those. <laughs> should, I mean, I've, I've been, I've seen indie shows like yeah. that have had bigger crowds than that. Yeah, the only thing is that because those guys are already on the road, it costs them more to like fly them home or you know, um, th then run another show, and that makes up for some of the costs for the travel expenses for all those guys being on the road since SmackDown tapes on Tuesday. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Jerry Lawler is suing over his son's death. Uh, Raj, what are the details about that? Yeah, he filed a wrongful death lawsuit uh, against Hardman County, Tennessee. Uh, his son passed away in prison. There were a lot of um, things that just didn't make sense, like that came out later that uh, that made it very suspicious. So uh, he feels like his son's so his son was found hanged in a jail cell and the official cause of death was ruled a suicide. The family disputes it. Uh, Lawler says there were numerous failures of the county and its employees that resulted in the wrongful death of his son. And he wants the uh, jail to do more to protect inmates from future harm. So there's, he's seeking 3 million in compensate compensatory compen in damages as well as punitive damages uh, <laughs> in an amount that'll be determined by a jury. So, um, yeah. No, it's a sad situation. Um, I hope uh, he's able to make some headway with this. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got? What else is in the news? Um, uh, Raw, way down from last week. I mean, everyone expected that it was going to drop from the Raw reunion, but uh, it drew the, the lowest number uh, it has in weeks. Uh, the, the lowest number since the Paul Heyman era. 2.321 million viewers down 25% from last week. So they gained nothing from that show last week. We talked about this last week. They didn't do any big angles. They didn't get the young talent over and boom, you're back to not only where you were, but a little bit lower. So it was a, a big wasted opportunity. How come nobody asked them these questions? Like when Hunter does uh, a phone blitz or, or, or anybody that, you know, any of these meetings that the, the, you guys call into and interview them on, why don't you guys ask them? Say, Hey, when these big shows come, why do you not feature your young talent to get people to put that hook in the water, make them come back the following week when these stone colds come on your show? Well, the earnings calls, it's all investors. And yeah, they, they never do ask that. With Triple H on the calls we were on with them, uh, they always say, make sure it's only about NXT or uh, or the Performance Center. Um, you need to go rogue. Let me come on. I'll go rogue. <laughs> right. like, oh, Matt Morgan guy, I don't know what he's doing. Right. He wasn't invited. I apologize. This is Rod Gurry here. I got a serious <laughs> question. NXT is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but 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 hey, Seth Rollins was in a segment with DX. The OC was in that same segment. <laughs> right. Didn't that yeah. make people want to tune the next week to see the guys that they they said suck it to? I mean, come right. on. Right. And our, Steve Austin came across as just so much more charismatic than anyone else, like yes. on the on this current roster by like a thousand miles. Yes. Yes. That's always a danger with having Steve Austin, Hogan. Like when people say they should bring Hogan as a GM, he's just gonna no. just drown out everybody else. He's just he's just got too much natural charisma. He did that. Did that to TNA. He did yeah. it to us. You know? Right. Um, yeah, Ric Flair. Same thing. You don't yes. want them outshining your current guys. Well, the sad or thing is, I'm sorry. Younger guys step the f up. Right, Take pride and go f it. I'm going balls to the wall, and I'm going to outperform him tonight. Yep, you guys are laughing, but watch. I'm going to go do it. You know, whatever. Have that. You need to have that attitude. Yeah. They or you do. have someone beat down Steve Austin. No one has seen that in like a decade. Like someone beating down Austin. Who? Yeah. Has anybody ever actually done it? I can't remember the last time because he's always the one delivering the stunners and, and you know. Owen should have done it. Brought, you're like, you, I'm taking your finisher. <laughs> this is how it's done. You would have. That would have been cool. You would be. You would think it would have been Brock, like back in Brock's hate it. Nope. No. So it goes ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and the weird thing is, we did get the segment that was pretty cool with the fiend attacking McFoley 
last yeah. Monday. And that yeah. did zero. And well, the fiend wasn't even on last night. Well, but uh, well, it's a spot, not an angle, right? It's not yeah. making you tune into the next week. It's just he like, wasn't bloodied. That's another thing. They'd have to get the guy. In my opinion, if you, you're a whipstone cold. He needs to get bloody. Yeah. He needs to be a bloody pulp. We didn't get. Did we get a Firefly Funhouse last week? We just got the fiend appearing, right? We yeah. didn't get the segment. The yeah. Yeah, see, I think the Firefly Funhouse would have brought people back nah. to see it in context. They, I mean, yeah. they've had the Firehouse Fun and Firefly Funhouse for months. It's not, it's fun for fans, but it's you need a big angle with some top guys that the attitude fans watching that would not get it the way, yeah. I, in my opinion, that we like it. I, I just don't think they would. Somebody beating Stone Cold's ass, that's a different story. Yeah, they can relate to that. That translates to that. Yeah. Remember back in the day how they'd always have people getting hit by cars and running off. Like even. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, think about it this way. Do you, we always use a rock and stoke gold barometer with these two guys, would they do this with these two guys, right guys? Well, think about it. If they brought, and I've said this before, if they brought in legends back in the attitude era, dude, right. come on, they would smoke those legends in every way, oh, shape yeah. or form. Stone Cold wasn't left laying or outperformed by classy Freddy Blassie right. or Sergeant Slaughter. Are you kidding right. me? DX yeah. made a great a damn near DVD of comedy at Sergeant Slaughter's behalf. You, you know, right. They're me. not going to have Stone Cold team with the Midnight Express. You know, on, and then using run. his, yeah, and using their lines. And, no way. Right. <laughs> That's true. Even the boogeyman didn't get beat up last yeah. week. I mean, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, there should be a list. Like, Legends, I mean, you could probably rank it, right? It's like Mick Foley, thankfully, put over The Fiend. But it's, yeah. man, I mean, it's a very select group of uh, current Legends that are, you know, used in that capacity. And that's not their that's not their fault. So Scott yeah. Hall, yeah, Scott yeah. Hall was on Sean Waltman's podcast. And when he saw the script, he was like, aren't, isn't this kind of burying the club? And they protested, and they got turned down. So WWE wanted to stick with the way it was written, with the club, you know, being chased off by DX and the NWO. That was a WWE decision. It's not the legends demanding that if they show up, they want to look strong. When did this become their new formula? Like this, this has been the tried and true formula of all time with pro wrestling. You get these guys over, they become huge stars, household names. They make you money for years, Vince. And then eventually the ultimate warrior pins Hulk Hogan, right? Right. That's the formula. And then eventually you have Brock just laying over Hogan with his blood all over him. Remember okay. that? And, yeah. you know, Great. you take it to that, to that level. Great use of Hogan there, yeah. right? Okay, so... Why are they not? Why, why are they not doing that? I think Vince just does not see these guys on the, that level. I honestly well, don't. That's think that. your job to get them there. They can't mm -hmm. write themselves on that. Hey, Stone Cold, I'm supposed to say suck it tight in their show, but guess what? I'm gonna come crash your beer party instead. I'm gonna kick you in the nuts. I'm gonna DDT you. <laughs> I want you to gig, and then get on the mic and profess me as the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> Is Seth Rollins supposed to go and say that to him? <laughs> like, come so, on, he can't write that for himself. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt, when you go to SmackDown reunion in the fall, who do you want to put over in a going segment? Rogue. <laughs> you're going rogue and you have someone kick your ass, or you're gonna get your Hogan and just flip the script and beat up Hulk Hogan and be like, I'm back, bitches. Yeah. You know? I just hoped I just hope that with SmackDown 1000 or whatever, you know, the 10 year that they do on Fox, they don't waste this opportunity again because this is a national audience that's going to be tuning in. And if they just see the old guys as superstars, you're not converting any of them. And this is going to be a blown opportunity on Fox. So I hope exactly what you just said happens. I hope they actually see this as 
I mean, they've done this years past, though, right? They've done yeah. this formally. They bring these guys in. They don't get them over. So I hope they do see it now. I'm hoping. I hope so too, but they have history shows that they won't. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be an interesting fall. So, uh, do we have anything else to cover? I think that's it. Cool. Matt Morgan, you got nothing to plug. I put my Twitter and Instagram address on here tonight. How about that folks? There you go. There you go. Raj, what's coming up on the website? Um, yeah, just the usual. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of interviews. Lots and lots of interviews. Backstage breaking news by the minute. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to keep track. I know we we got uh, Chavo Guerrero, Awesome Kong. There was uh, God, who was today? Um, Jesus, it's 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 just been all, so many. All the true stories, not rumors, but actual true stories. There you go. What's happening? Just have Matt do the plugs. <laughs> There you go. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. Now, minor programming note, I will not be here next week, uh, Monday or Tuesday. I will, however, be back for NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam, and then I'll be gone the following Monday and Tuesday. But uh, who's filling in for me, Raj? Do you know yet? Um, well, Tuesdays, I'll, I'll, I'll be doing it. And uh, Mondays, uh, not positive yet. Okay. Might just yeah. be the two of us. Admit it, you're watching Bernie behind you, aren't you right now, Glenn? I... I <laughs> I can't wait for these primaries to be over. I can't wait for this election to be over. Yeah, I'm just—I'm not even going to pay attention. It's going to be an ugly year. Candidate, you know, I—I I, I don't know how to pick them in the primaries. I volunteered for the John Edwards campaign, gave a lot of money to that guy. That was my pick in 2004 and 2008. So I don't get involved at this stage. Uh, anyhow, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, and uh, appreciate a follow there. And we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Glenn loves AOZ. <laughs> Glenn, you got to hit. End. Oh, I, I have to hit end. Yeah, I don't have oh, those God. controls. <clears throat> and.